From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Viva Cristo Rey and welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We believe that the most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. On the Bear Wozniak Adventure, we challenge men especially to live a life of valiance, to be valiant, to be virtuous, to be victorious, uh, to lay down their lives in servant leadership, in devotion to the Lord, to the church, to their families, to our country, to Mary. We challenge men to go to the rock too high for them to climb and climb it by the power of God's will. It's time for men once again to take the ridge lines. It's time for men to stand up and be counted. Uh, St. Francis once said to a young friar, you're going into a town uh, to evangelize, and the young friar said, well, what will we say? And he said, uh, we're, we don't really need to say anything. We will, only, we will go and share the gospel and speak words only when necessary. Well, I have news for everybody. It's necessary. It's necessary more than ever uh, in the history of our country for men to stand up and to speak. It is necessary to take the ridge line. It is necessary to uh, show the world what a true devotion to beauty, to justice, to uh, unconditional love, uh, and to the Lord uh, can be. Men need to be men again. When we speak this message, we know uh, as the men uh, hear this message that the women are drawn to it too. Women, this is a a radio show you can share with your husbands, with your brothers, with your sons, your grandsons. Uh, you can be, you can be, you can share this with them because we promise it's going to be gritty and it's going to be real and it's going to be masculine. I want you guys also to remember to go to my website, bearwoznik.com. My last name is W-O-Z-N-I-C-K, bearwoznik.com. Uh, especially you men, we have something new uh, we call the Bears Man Cave. It's a private Facebook group. You have to be a member to participate, and you can only join by going through my website, bearwoznik.com. And all my books are there, and, and we have, from my reality TV show, our motorcycle show, Long Ride Home, we've got pins and patches and shirts and coffee cups and all kinds of cool stuff. But one of the coolest things we have is a cigar line. We just added a, a seven cigar sampler, the Bears Man Cave seven cigar sampler called the Seven Virtues. And we got like one of the coolest guys uh, we've ever had on our radio show. When you look at him, he looks like, like he should be on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine, you know? That cover where they have the, the cigar smoked down about three quarters of an inch. Uh, he looks kind of sophisticated, you guys. Uh, we have with us not Pete Bond. We have with us Peter Bond. Hey, Peter, welcome to the Bear hey. Wozniak Adventure. Thanks for having me, Bear. Dude, you look cool, man. You look like a guy that, you, that, that could enjoy a good smoke. Before we go anywhere about your walk with the Lord, what is this? Wherever I go in the new evangelizations, it seems like the guys want to have a smoke. What, what, what is it about a cigar that, that draws men? What, what, what do you think? The, what, what, what is the deal with that? Well, I've been uh, selling cigars for about 22 years now, and I've, uh, I've noticed there's a huge difference uh, between cigars and cigarettes. I just want to kind of throw that out there real quick. You know, cigarettes are primarily a habit, and it's most everybody I know that smokes and wishes they didn't. Uh, cigars are a hobby, and they can be enjoyed in moderation. 
and uh, they're they're just it's a totally different thing. It's it's something that um, causes camaraderie. It, there's a, a certain fraternal uh, aspect to it because it, it lends itself for conversation. Uh, you can't smoke a cigar quick if you're going to do it right. And it, uh, when you have time to sit down with other like-minded guys that are also enjoying a cigar, you know, you have nothing else to do uh, if, you, if you're really trying to master the art of smoking a cigar. So it requires, uh, you know, um, patience and having about an hour or hour plus to spend. And when you're doing that, conversations just naturally evolve out of that. And friendships come from those conversations. So uh, I just think it's a, there's a desire in the heart of men at all times, but particularly in the age that we live in, when we're so connected in every technological way, but we're so disconnected in every interpersonal way, uh, that there's a there's an a desire for authentic, manly, godly, holy men's relationships. You know, have authentic friends, and uh, the the bridge that often ha- helps that happen is having a cigar over a campfire, or in a cigar shop, or you know wherever it might be. Uh, there's just a, some natural, I can't put a, fit my, you know, a it, word on it. There's just a, a natural evolution of conversation and friendships that have evolved around it. It's just kind of cool. I was just with Archbishop Wensky down in uh, Miami. We went to Little Havana about two weeks ago. Maybe it was three weeks ago now. And uh, we, we went to Little Havana to his favorite cigar place. We had, I'm telling you, man, the humidor there, Peter, was as big as my house. And uh, we went in there with a bunch of us guys, and we we had we, we did a, sh- a shoot part of our shoot for season two of the Long Ride Home uh, TV show, you know, the motorcycle show I have, and uh, and then we rolled Thunder into Key West the next day, and the Archbishop and a couple other guys and I had cigars back in the back porch with with uh, with Archbishop Wensky. And I, dude, while we're while we're rolling into uh, Key West, I hear him listening to the radio on his motorcycle. I'm like, what's he listening to? And I ask. I asked him, he goes, I'm listening to Havana radio. He's listening to the Cuban radio station because we're so close to Cuba. But going into that, going to that cigar bar, you know, uh, Sangria was flowing. I would tell you there's probably 95% men there, and they're playing dominoes, and there are these three guys kicking back, talking, and, and uh, I walk up there with my, one of our cast members, Tony, and just talking story with him, and I introduce myself, and that guy goes, my, my name is Tony. This is my friend Tony. This is my other friend Tony. And I go, I'm Bear Wozniak. This is my friend Tony. We had four Tonys <laughs> together, you know. But I, there is something, uh, uh, you know, the G.K. Chesterton statement, you know, the, the pint, the pipe and the cross, you know, go well together. I will tell you, my prayer life took off when I began to uh, uh, smoke a cigar. You know, it's like for me, yeah. I, I have ADHD and to sit still doesn't always work that well for me. But in the evenings, I can hardly wait to get out. I may have my rosary. Uh, usually, uh, I'm going to have a 20-minute prayer, and then I'm going to read. Like right now, I'm reading through all of John Paul II's encyclicals. I'm about halfway through. I wouldn't be halfway through if I wasn't enjoying a good cigar and a small uh, glass of whiskey, you know, uh, out on my lanai at night, you know, uh, reading. There's something about the cigar. Let, let me ask you this about, ask you this about the cigar. <laughs> Uh, I've been uh, enjoying cigars since um, 1998, probably. I bought, actually, I bought a piece of property up in Montana, right by Glacier mm-hmm. Park, four miles from Canada. And uh, I built this cabin myself. I know nothing about building a cabin. I built this little one-room cabin. I uh, didn't have any electricity within 50 miles, so I had to pull start a generator every time I 
wanted to use my saw. <laughs> and But built this cab and I built this porch and I'm sitting out on the porch and I'm going to really enjoy myself. And I get these little bug bites and I can't see what in the world is biting me. And finally I asked the people, I go, there's some bug biting me. I can't even see him. And they go, well, those are called no see and the yeah. only way to get rid of them is to have a cigar. So I went and bought some yeah. Swisher Sweets, dude, down at the Pole Bridge, uh, this little, this little one-room uh, store-slash-restaurant 50 miles south of me you know, on a dirt gravel road, and, and that became my slippery slope into really finding you know, the enjoyment of a cigar. But do you think also that with a cigar, it's like women really don't like to be around when there's someone smoking a cigar. It kind of builds your own little mini man cave, don't you think? Yeah, and I don't. I think there's a, there's there's a play on that. You know, um, we we have a few women that come into our shops uh, and, and enjoy a cigar, but it, it's fairly rare. It's ninety five percent men, and I would say uh, probably higher than that. But just, uh, we talk about authentic manhood, and when you were, when I heard you speaking in the intro, one of the things that kind of caught me was, you know, an authentic man is attracted to an authentic woman and the authentic woman would be attracted to an authentic man. Um, even though the smell of the cigar might be a little repulsive, the fact that the man in, not that he can, he's a man because he smokes a cigar, that's, that's ridiculous. But the fact that he is able to get in touch with his own um, masculinity and, and, and share that with, uh, with holy friendships with other men and be built up into the godly man that he's supposed to be, that's a woman who's looking for God, and she wants her husband to be a godly man. And uh, a guy that has got authentic, holy friendships, he's, he's on that right path. And so I think there's a, there's a connection there that uh, even though the smell may not, you know, my, my wife's still like, take those things, <laughs> take, those, take that shirt off, put it in the laundry before you come in the house. But, you know, she, she understands that it's something you know, I really enjoy and, you know, puts up with it. Uh, but I, I don't do that to offend her. But, you know, it, it, it does have its, its place where when I'm, I'm out with the guys. And, and guys need that more than ever now, I think, because we have become so isolated with everything. Um, you know, the, the social media kind of makes us think that we're connected, but we're really not. You know, if we're not sitting down with another person face-to-face over a cup of coffee or a cold beer or you know, a cigar or whatever it might be, we're not making those those type of connections that we're, we really need to, to reinforce our, our walk with the Lord or, and or, our, the development of our, our own personality. Yeah, we're talking with Peter Bond, the Peter Bond. He looks like he should be on the cover of Cigar Aficionado, you guys. I mean it. He's a cool, he's a cool dude. But his website is reginacigars.com, and Peter has helped us develop a custom... Uh, uh, line of cigars just for uh, Deep Adventure Ministries. Uh, they're, the, they're called the Bears Man Cave Cigars, and they're the seven virtues. Three Maduros are the, the theological virtues, and there's four uh, lighter wraps that are the, uh, the um, cardinal virtues. We're talking with Peter Bond, this is the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We'll be right back. International Deep Adventure Radio.
Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Viva Cristo Rey and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Uh, we are having an adventure on our show today. We have Peter Bond with us. He's an entrepreneurial guy. He's developed a, a line of cigars called Regina Cigars, and he custom-designed a line of cigars just for Deep Adventure Ministries. It's called the Bear's Man Cave uh, Cigars, and uh, the sampler set of seven is the Seven Virtues. We have three Maduro blends, which are the uh, the three theological virtues, and the four lighter blends are the cardinal virtues. And then inside the wrapper, it's a really cool wrapper, and inside the wrapper is a quote, so that if you're having a cigar with one of your buddies, and say, hey, try this uh, Try this uh, uh, fortitude uh, blend of cigar, one of the virtues. Uh, if he opens up that wrapper, there's a quote there that kind of gives you some traction and a dialogue about the virtues. So we're pretty, uh, we're pretty stoked about it. Peter, welcome back to the Bear Wozniak adventure. Great to be here. Uh, so, so Peter, you know, we were talking about this thing. I really, there's, there's something about Harley Davidson's, too. You know, my reality TV show, we ride motorcycles. I don't, I'm not just saying Harley's. Uh, all motorcycles, but especially a Harley with the, you know, most Harley guys will cut their pipes uh, to make them louder. And people think it's they're doing that to be annoying. It's really a safety issue. When you, uh, when uh, there's a car that's about to cross in front of you, you don't have to, time to reach across and beep that little button with your horn. You rev that engine and they know you're right there. So it's really a safety mm -hmm. issue for us. But, you know, there are women that ride Harleys, but usually the woman loves to ride in the back with her man. And as a man, I love having, you know, my woman on the back of my motorcycle with me. You know, I just, I just, it's just, a, just an incredible experience. But I like to ride, to be the guy, you know, with my hands on the handlebars, you know. So uh, motorcycles are kind of a last bastion of masculinity. And there's this other arena, uh, cigars. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I used to, I, I don't live in Hawaii anymore. I still have my home there. I spend a lot of time there. But uh, I used to go down to the beach every night uh, before sunset with St. Thomas, with the Summa or with Augustine or some of the great writings. And I would light up my cigar. And the guys right next to me on the beach, they were all smoking weed about 50 yards away from me. And they'd all yell, hey, Uncle Bear. And I'm going down having my cigar. <laughs> never, I've never had a cigarette, never had marijuana. Uh, having my, my evening cigar and... And people call me up and go, hey, what's up? What's going on? Or texting me. And I go, I'm hanging out at the beach with my friends. And they go, who's there? Augustine. Aquinas. You know? <laughs> they're, they're, and, and the other thing is when, you, when I plant myself there on the beach, uh, there's no one around me. But no one's going to sit around me either. You know, I can have my private prayer time because no one wants to be. <laughs> yeah. and, but it is amazing to me how many people will walk by Peter and go, oh, that brings back such great memories of my uncle or my grandfather or my father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, but, the, but there is something about how a cigar is a, is a bastion of masculinity, right? It just, it's just kind of like our, it, it truly creates a man cave. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it definitely is a great accent. You know, uh, I know some guys uh, will have their own little man cave there at their house. You know, they convert a garage or they have an old shed that they convert and put an air conditioner in it or something like that. Uh, our retail store, uh, that's, it's kind of like for the guys that don't have their own man cave, just come by. And, and I always say two things about uh, our shop. You know, if you walk in without a cigar, you'll leave with one. <laughs> if you walk in without a friend, you'll leave with one. Uh, the friendships that are made in our shop, it's just, it's, I'm blown away by it because um, it, it just, it's like these guys have 
all this time to spend together and these conversations just naturally flow and they get to know each other on a whole new level and these friendships form. Um, and this is obviously in a secular way, but kind of the way I see my, my mission in the retail shop is to uh, you know, evangelize to the kind of the margins like Pope Francis calls us to, to kind of go out into the byways and highways and streets and find those who are either unchurched or underchurched or, you know, uh, former Catholics or interested in being Catholic or anti-Catholic, whatever it might be. And I got a mix of all that at, the, at our shops. Um, one thing, that, the phenomenon that I've noticed there in the store is that no matter what you, I have a theory that whatever you need in life, if you hang around the cigar shop long enough, you will find someone to meet that need. Whether you need an air conditioner guy or a plumber or a heart surgeon or a lawyer, or, you know, or someone to hang your drapes, whatever it is, eventually you're going to meet that person in the cigar shop if you just sit there and wait long enough and, and have conversations. And I'm actually in the process of buying a, or starting a second uh, retail location. And every single one of the subs that's doing all the work, whether it's the AC guy or the flooring guy or whatever, uh, they're all patrons and friends of the shop. So I, don't, I didn't have to go from the outside to bring people in. I had already people on the inside. They were already my established friends and friends of the, of the store. Uh, willing and, and ready to help. And, well, that says a lot about you, though. That says a lot about you, too. You're providing that that environment for friendship. And uh, men are lonely, Peter. I mean, men, you know, they'll sit down and watch a football game together and, and talk politics, but they won't talk about what's really churning in their gut, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, and we need we need places where we can go and have that kind of dialogue. I want to back, back uh, up the story a little bit uh, and, and get to the grittiness of your own life. You were raised Catholic, and and how did that? How did your relationship with God go from from your youth? What what? How did you go get to go deeper with God? Um, well, my, my mother was a, a Baptist convert, and my father was a Credo Catholic, and uh, my mom converted when they got married. Uh, so um, she still brought a lot of that tradition of the love of Scripture with her, um, and my dad you know, his side of the family would have a love of the church. So I kind of grew up with that blessing of both, you know, uh, that the scriptures were something to be engaged in on a regular basis, and then also a love of the church. Uh, but I kind of grew up during the 70s and early 80s, and, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people complain of, of, about the, the catechesis gap that was happening during that time period. And there may have been, it may have just been, a, you know, I was an inattentive little kid, too, that I just didn't, you know, somebody told me the truth, I just didn't get it or hear it or, or embrace it or want to. Um, but I never really kind of got it with the, the whole um, transubstantiation. I don't think I even heard that word until I was almost 30. Uh, the, you know, the communion of saints, I didn't quite understand that, uh, the role of Our Lady. Uh, that was something kind of foreign to me, you know, and it was almost like, why do I have to go direct? So uh, why can't I just go direct to God? Why do I have to go through Mary? And then it, it, there was a lot of confusion you know my, my heart was was always bent towards God towards the church and to and to embrace both you know but I just I was under catechized and probably that was mostly all my fault uh, anyway around 30-ish or so went through real deep struggle of faith and I almost had I had one foot out the door of the Catholic Church and um, I was listening to Protestant radio um, particularly 1330 a.m which is with a local uh, station in Tallahassee. And the theology would change about every 30 minutes as the programs would change. And when one pastor would get on, he'd talk about some subject, but then the next pastor would get on and he'd talk about some subject. But it was, it, it had a, there was some sort of a, a 
disconnect with the theology between the two, and so it, it was just causing more and more confusion. But I was, you know, in the car a lot, traveling. And, well, well, let, uh, let me let me ask you this question before before you go further than that. You said you were coming to a crisis in your faith. Uh, what what brought that about? Just time, or were there things going on in your life, or what brought that about? Yeah, well, it's just I was, you know, I was a young dad, and I was looking for truth, you know, and there was just a lot. There's a lot of a lot of hurt and, and stuff going on. The Lord works in certain ways, you know. He He knows it's like a flower that. Uh, a seed is planted, something blooms, and then at the time, you know, if you if you rush that, you're going to bruise it. But if you if you wait, the Lord, he's, uh, his timing is always perfect, and he's always bringing about conversion right when he wants to. So um, I, I was just going through this real struggle of faith, and, and, and part of that, that, that confusion was uh, I was getting 10 minutes of a homily on Sunday, and not a lot of study in between other than this, this influence of this radio, and it was really about six, seven hours a week versus 10 minutes on Sunday. And so I was getting really confused pretty quick. And I didn't have a lot of friends that were Catholics. I had most all my friends who were evangelical Protestants. And, and I love those, them, and they're great friends. Uh, but I needed, I needed to know the truth, and I didn't have good, holy friends that were Catholic that could instruct me. I just never was around them or introduced to them, or I never put myself <clears throat> in a situation to meet more of them, uh, to rely on them. So uh, anyway, I, uh, I about left the church. Uh, then this you know, this overwhelming um, grief kind of came upon my upon me. And uh, I, I used to read every morning the scriptures, and I would pray every morning. But uh, it got to the point where I couldn't read the scriptures anymore. The Bible would be sitting right in front of me, but I couldn't touch it. Um, I, I would look at the uh, uh, you know the scriptures of the prayer book and. I just couldn't even, it's like I couldn't even pick it up. I couldn't even form words in my heart to, to pray. So out of desperation, I started going to morning mass. And uh, I was like, if I can't be around uh, people that, uh, or if I can't pray myself, I'll be around other people that are praying. If I can't pray the scriptures, I'll at least have them read to me. And uh, that was a, a changing point in my life. And after about nine weeks of this, I, I was just really, really struggling and just a lot of grief and everything else. And um, I, I looked up at the, at the cross and I'm like, you know, tears running in my face, and I'm like, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Where are you in all this? Why have you left me? And at the same time, I hear this ding ling 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 and the priest is holding up the Eucharist, and it just like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, dear God, you didn't leave me. I almost left you, and here you are all this time, right there in the Eucharist. I never I never knew it. I could never see it, uh, but the Lord opened my eyes so that I could, and that was the beginning of my uh, progression towards uh, deeper faith life. We're talking with Peter Bond. Uh, he's uh, got a, a really cool ministry, you guys. He's got a ministry, uh, um, reginacigars.com, uh, Catholic-type uh, Christian cigars, and also um, he has Catholic prayer cards uh, also. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more with him. Peter has helped us develop a new line of cigars for for uh, Bear's Man Cave at bearwasnick.com. But uh, we want to come back and dig a little bit deeper into this conversion that Peter went through. We'll be right back with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up.
Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. You know, I, I'm an athlete and I've competed in surfing and we do a, a tandem surfing expression sessions around the world and uh, so we have to stay in shape and, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of conditioning to, to paddle out and lift a woman over your head while you're surfing, I guess. So I have a, a rigorous discipline that I, I utilize to stay in shape. Every day I go through uh, basically the same workout and it keeps me physically conditioned and ready for uh, all the different conditions that the ocean can throw at you. Well, we need to apply that same discipline to our our prayer life to our spiritual life. One of the great things that the churches has given us is this beautiful book called the Liturgy of the Hour. All deacons and nuns and religious are uh, vowed to pray the Liturgy of the Hour through the day. My father is a deacon. I was fortunate enough that he would he gave me the Liturgy of the Hour and showed me how to use it. And I was like, where did this come from? This is, was such a well-kept secret. Well, now you can get the Divine Office app or you can go to Laudate and get it, but I highly recommend that you incorporate the Liturgy of the Hour into your day life. The Bible says that we should pray without ceasing. The liturgy of the hour has you start out with a short morning prayer, and then a mid-morning prayer, then a midday prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, nighttime prayer. And then there's this one thing I never miss. If I if I have a busy day and I can't do it, I always do the office of readings. It's beautiful. It has a, has a, a scripture verse, and then it has the uh, a sermon by one of the great saints, maybe Gregory of Nicaea or Augustine or Thomas Aquinas, but you get such depth of insight and teaching. It's not pop theology. It's the ancient, ancient way. So I encourage you to uh, develop a discipline of the liturgy of the hour. This is Bear Wozniak with another deep virtue. You can find us at deepadventure.com. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Viva Cristo Rey and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm Bear Wozniak. I'm the host of the reality TV show Long Ride Home. It's received uh, just tremendous uh, response. EWTN loves it. They're now going to be replaying it in September, I think again in December, and we are in the process of editing season two we just shot season two we rode uh down to key west uh, with the archbishop wensky and then all the way up uh, with my with my pack of of uh, long ride home cast members we rode up to allentown new jersey with father brian woodrow and coach john mckenna and we uh then uh we did a a, ma- uh, a car the wall men's rally and then we headed down the tra- the tail of the dragon the blue ridge parkway 318 s turns an 11 mile run and uh, we just we made that run to uh, just be open to what the Holy Spirit, how He would use us, and how uh, you know, and, and focused on the seven virtues. Uh, I really think that when when men really want to have traction, and they can get that by focusing on the seven virtues. My book, Deep Adventure: The Way of Heroic Virtue, that's what that book is about. And a lot of the men have contacted us because of Long Ride Home. And uh, they've wanted to start uh, man, man caves. We have this thing called Bear's Man Cave. You can go to bearwoznik.com to sign up, and then we give you secret codes so you can have access to the secret Facebook group called Bear's Man Cave. And uh, it's for men only. And about every two weeks, we have a, a Google Hangout. We have a meetup where we talk, we, uh, talk with each other face-to-face. And out of that has come this, this desire among the men to start their own man cave. And so a lot of men around the country are going to be starting a man cave this uh, fall and be reading through my book, Deep 
adventure, the way of heroic virtue, one chapter at a time, and kind of sharing it with their buddies over coffee or over, over a cigar or a shot of whiskey or at a pub or barbecuing or who knows where. But uh, they're starting their own local man caves. I think it's important uh, that men uh, get together and, and, and have deep, deeper conversations than just about politics and football. And we have as our guest today Peter Bond. Peter Bond is the gentleman who helped us design our own um, our own uh, custom-made uh, quality cigars, the Bears Man Cave 7 Virtue Cigar Samplers. Peter, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So you were talking about how you came, this, this crisis in faith, uh, it was, there were some things going on in your life, but it was really just like the Holy Spirit just, it just seemed like you said you went through a real dark night. Like you just like... Yeah, it was, I, I didn't know what it was at the time. And I, I uh, remember going to uh, confession and, and the priest was like, you know, you just lost this. I mean, it was one of those years that everybody has one of those years in life. And it, that was my year in life. And just a loss of so many different things, and so many different levels and relationships and uh, financial, everything kind of all whirlwind at, at the same time. And right before that, I felt this immense pressure. I mean, it just looked like, pains of childbirth almost in the heart you know it was like the lord putting something on me and but it was like i was somehow able to resist but then it got so heavy it's like you, you don't want to resist anymore it's like lord i just i don't know what it is you're asking of me but i feel as if somehow you're just wanting me to surrender to whatever your will is and lord i i can't take the pressure anymore i just i want to do what you want me to do and i'm not going to fight it anymore and then two days later my whole world falls apart so <laughs> your whole your two day not, wait a minute you're just, you know Peter you're just skipping along uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. you know the guys need to hear this man so two days later your whole world falls apart what does that mean yeah well I mean I don't want to get too far into it but um, I had been uh, married at the time and uh, um, I, I had thought everything was fine everything was just going on great and all of a sudden it's like that I, I'm told that you know no longer want to be married to you anymore. And, Oh my God! It just kind of crushes me, and um, uh, that that went on for. I mean, there was just so much struggle there for so long, and having two children from that uh, relationship as well, very very painful. Probably the, the most excruciating pain ever, uh, just because you know, just the way it happened and just betrayal, etc. But um, I survived all that, and uh, the think- church said that marriage was annulled, and uh, I was free to enter into a current another but relationship. That- and- that's just Peter. That, with a beautiful wife and six more children. Yeah, and that's the thing we have to get real about because I've been there, Peter. I went through it, you know. And there's yeah. a lot of guys out there that feel ashamed and disgraced and yeah. uh, marginalized, yeah. isolated from the church. Uh, I went through it. I, I remember. Uh, it just seemed like too. It was like there, there was this kind of like a, a, a warning almost from the Lord uh, before it happened. Yeah, it was just like I, I, I had this sense that. Every, the word I got was, everything that can be burned will be burned. Mm. And it was just like everything just evaporated, starting with the marriage. So you, but you were going to say something about you had a You had a sense of foreboding. You have a sense that something was coming down. Yeah, and it was, it was real. It was palpable. But it wasn't like a warning like, hey, this X, Y, Z is going to happen. Right. It just was like this, this, this hand of God upon you, like, Will you or will you not let me work in your life? Yeah. Will you or will you not let me work? It's, and I just, at, 
I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but Lord, yes, I want what you well, want. But, That's but, all I want, and I surrender. It, it took you a while, though. It's almost like it's like a man. There's men out there right now, a guy driving a truck or uh, working out or, or running just to get away from the house or from his responsibilities or whatever, out, out for a jog or whatever. It is true that sometimes men need to come to an end of themselves to find themselves. It's got to yeah. all burn down. It's got to. You got to. It's all got to get down to yeah. all this fake yeah. stuff that we built up our career, our yeah. prestige in the community, taking pride in our children, which is really a false. I mean, even that can be false and and and, and a false yeah. god. Uh, the trophy wife, the trophy car, the corner office, whatever. Um, yeah, it's all vanity. It's all vanity. Everything is a gift. Everything is passing. The only thing that is uh, authentic is what you take to heaven and. The relationships that you have with your family that, that go with that. Uh, if you, everything else, the job and the watch and the corner office and all the things you were talking about, the BMW, it's all vanity of vanities. Nothing is, nothing goes comes with you. You know. I remember. You uh, your and your, yeah. The hardest part, Peter, right, is the kids. And I remember okay. uh, when I, uh, you know, they stayed with me. I had the kind of the same thing, an announcement, and then I was had my four children. And uh, for about nine months, and then in my situation, suddenly there was this effort to try to take my kids, you know. And, uh, and I remember uh, I used to do their homework with them and then go up into the mountains at night in Santa Monica Mountains of California. I'd hike at night just to try to get rid of all that horrible feeling, just to walk, just to walk it off, you know, and to pray. And I remember at one point when I found out, oh, she's going to try to take the kids from me, uh, and not saying she's a bad person, and any mother wants to have her children at all. But, but I remember laying. I, I just remember finding myself laying in the dirt, and it eventually became mud because of the tears. And I finally just broke, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and people and who it's, it's, yeah. God works there though. And, and I wanted to say this because I was hesitant to say anything about it. And it's not something like you, I mean, you mentioned. It's, it's it's very difficult, very painful, and it's very easy to be ashamed of. Or, but if you're out there and you've gone through this, and I know so many have, I think John Paul II says, you know, divorce is a plague, and it's true. And it's, uh, in, in some ways, not to diminish death, but I think it can be even harder than losing a spouse to death, simply because, you know, when you lose somebody to death, there's the desire to be with them still, and there's still love for them, and there's the good memories, and you hold on to all those things, and you you can't wait to see him in heaven, but this can be so painful because when there's betrayal and, and lying or anything like that, it's just and and the issues with children and it just it can be so gut wrenching, painful, and trying to find a place of healing where you know there's forgiveness and there's you know mercy and whatever reconciliation reconciliation is appropriate. Um, you know, but you you found it, Peter. Very difficult thing. But you found that when you now, now we're going back to that moment when you're like before the Eucharist and you're you're at Mass. Because you can't even look at the Bible because the Bible seems to be accusing you because you failed. Well, it's not he, even he, that. He, it's just, I, it wasn't even that it was accusing me. I had, I, I just, I was physically prevented from picking it up. And I think what that was was the Lord was saying, "Look, uh, kind of what John of the Cross said: uh, How uh, beautiful was the God I found when I let God lo, let go of the God I thought I knew." Um, I think it was the Lord's way of saying, "Look, stop trying to create, make me into your own image. Right. I made you in my image." And I will give you the words, but I'm going to also give you someone who is going to explain them to you so you're properly catechized, you're taught. And so going to Mass every day, I would, I would hear the Scriptures in a systematic way, as the Church does over a three-year cycle, and 
uh, I would have them explain to me. And it was just through the homily. And it was like, wow, this makes more sense than I could ever imagine. And then the whole thing with the saints, too. Uh, uh, my, my spiritual director uh, at the time was the rector of the Coke Cathedral there in Tallahassee, and he, uh, Father Crawford, and a dear spiritual uh, father to me. I, I couldn't have made it through the, the, the path without him. Uh, an authentic friendship of a, of a lifetime. Uh, but anyway, at the time, uh, he would come out. He's very, very uh, well-versed in the lives of the saints. And so I, here I am going to daily Mass, and I don't know that much about the saints, but he would come out before Mass and say, I reach you, my brothers and sisters, on this, the feast of Saint so-and-so, and he would give a little brief bio about their life. And the saints and the scriptures, every single day, whatever I was going through, they would chase me and pursue me as if they were trying to hunt me down and give me grace. Well, listen, we're, talking, we're talking with Peter Bond. He's, uh, his he, his uh, website is reginacigars.com. What I love, Peter, is that when you knelt before the Lord and said, Lord, where are you? How, how could you abandon me like this? You've, you heard the ringing uh, at the moment of transubstantiation at Mass, and you looked and you go, oh, how wrong I am. He, he didn't lead me out, lead, leave me or forsake me. He's right here with me. We're, we're talking with right. Peter Bond. He's helped us create a, a new line of cigars for our ministry, Deep Adventure Ministries, Inc. We have a, a new line of cigars called The Seven Virtues. You can go to bearwasnick.com and find out about Peter. We'll be right back with more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. Hi, this is Daniel the Boone Markham at DanielMarkham.com with this week's episode of Surf's Up. Dreamers with elbow grease. It was my Harley Fat Boy pup tent and sleeping bag that complemented my recent nine-day solo, 2,200-mile ride from Southern California to Farmington, New Mexico, then back home on a southerly route, almost all on secondary highways. Riding solo on secondary roads is the best. No other riders to be concerned about, and very little traffic. Just going where the journey takes me. Riding is like being in a movie or a dream. I often dream about my journey with God, where He and I may be going. Riding with my face in the wind is a great time for us to talk, and even better time for me to listen to God. Made in the image of God, all humans are wired to be dreamers. These aren't hopers, but dreamers. These are people who will stop at nothing less than to transform their world, whether their world be as small as their family or larger than the earth itself. Dreamers imagine the impossible as possible. God dreamers move beyond the dream, the vision. They do something about it, relentlessly so, often compelled by the unseen creative mind and hand of God. History is full of such dreamers who God used to change the world. 
the likes of the apostles and people like St. Francis and St. John Bosco. God chose to use flawed human beings, but flawed human beings with motivation, vision, passion, and a whole lot of elbow grease. After God gives us a dream, he calls us to work. It's tough work, but it's the preeminent work, the most rewarding work. It's for man on behalf of God. Here's a news flash. God is always on the move. Get tight with him and hitch a ride at the local soup kitchen, the food bank, or building homes for the homeless. This is Daniel DeBoon Markham at DanielMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Surf's up. Go deep or go home. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We're talking with Peter Bond. Peter Bond has a, a ministry, ReginaCigars.com. He helps raise money for nonprofits with his line of cigars. He has a cigar uh, retail location, and he also works with uh, Catholic uh, prayer cards. Uh, and, you know, Peter and I, uh, this is the kind of conversation that he and I are having that men need to start having with each other. We need to begin to start um, getting real with each other. And Peter and I are both just sharing about the gut-wrenching things we went through when we went through a, a divorce. And then, uh, and then what happened? Uh, you know, for me, the most healing thing I uh, can imagine was going through the annulment process. And it's alarming to me, Peter, how many men and women say, oh, I, I won't do that. It's too big of a hassle. It's too much of a problem. They, I don't know where that came from. Uh, it's a very healing process when the church, uh, when you go through that process with the church, and if they find that your church was not a valid marriage, and you receive an annulment, it's it's just such a great, it's just such a great feeling, yeah. you know. So, uh, so it's very cathartic because it, it it forces you to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable, which is to look back and to say, what was my role in this? What were things I could have seen or should have done, or where am I culpable in any way? And those things are, are difficult to, questions to ask, and they're difficult questions to answer. But the only thing more difficult than looking back and acknowledging that is to ignore it and only look away from it, because there's no healing. Then you're taking whatever baggage that you're, you're unwilling to deal with, you're just taking that into the next relationship, which will end up broken, or you're taking it into you know, whatever distraction you can find. But the only way to have authentic healing is to allow the Lord to work there and with, with honesty with a purity of heart and a desire to do his will. And, you know, if you're wrong, admit you're wrong. Uh, but take, take your listen, keep going, you know. But you've got to find that true healing because if you don't, you're just going to repeat the same dysfunctional behaviors over and over and over. Um, I, you know, we went through the, the annulment process, and I didn't file for the annulment. I, I thought the marriage might have been valid. I didn't know. And I was just going to put it at the hands of the church and whatever they accepted. You know, if they said that I wasn't free, uh, to remarry, then I would stay celibate for the rest of my life. Uh, if they said that I was, then I would, you know, be open to whatever God gave. But I was I didn't have an agenda. I didn't have a, I wasn't lobbying for, for my will. I was, I put it all before the will of God. And they, they explored the whole thing and, and uh, it came back and it got a more granted annulment. And, but, you know, there's, there's always that thing in the back of your mind when you're married and, you know, remember the words of Jesus about, you know, um, you know, a man divorces his wife, a wife divorces his uh, husband, you know, unless the marriage is invalid or, or unless the marriage is, is unlawful. I believe it's the actual translation. Um, you know, they're still married in the eyes of God. And so it's like, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, I know the court says we're not divorced or that we're divorced, we're not married anymore, but 
uh, and I, maybe I don't feel in my heart we were ever supposed to be together, but how do I know for sure? But when you go and you do the homework, you do the hard exploratory stuff, you know, inside the heart, and you go through the annulment process, when that, when that comes back, if the annulment is granted, the top of the piece of paper says, in the name of God. And then the church declares the marriage was not valid. So you're exercising Peter's authority with the keys to bind and to loose. And that, to have that consolation that, hey, I can move on to a new relationship. And I can try to, to make this as holy as I can and, and a blessed marriage and good husband, good father. You're not taking that, that doubt, that question mark with you over in it to kind of spoil that new relationship. Uh, God blessed me. I, I waited patiently for three years, and um, it was three years to the day. I remember I told you how everything fell apart, the whole world fell apart in two days later. Yeah. Three years to the day later, three years exactly to the day, God restored all of that, and I met my, my current wife. And everything has played out. Everything that, that uh, the evil one tried to use for, for bad, to destroy, God has turned around and has replenished that uh, multiple times over. And uh, God will not be defeated, and it, but you have to approach it with a. And I could I could only see doing this because I, I didn't not by my own power, but by the grace of God, uh, humility, uh, honesty, and integrity, purity. Those things, if you approach God with those things, and most people I didn't have them, uh, most of us don't have them. But if you ask God, He's a good Father. He gives good gifts to His children. And anything you ask in the name of Jesus, if it's good for you, and those things, those things are good for you, ask for those gifts, and he will give them to you. And it allows you to approach everything in life with a more authentic humanity, a more authentic manhood. And it makes you a better person. It makes you a saint. That's, what we're, that's, what, that's the whole purpose of being here. It's not the goal, like we said before. It's not the goal watching. It's not the corner office. And it's not the, all these other things. Those are all vanities. If we don't make it up to heaven, everything else is a waste of time. And it doesn't matter how many degrees you have after your name. It's the one abbreviation before your name that matters, S-T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us then, uh, Peter, uh, you, know, th- you know, this show, The Bear Wozniak Adventure, this is where we go deep. And, man, uh, and I think you've really done that for us. We've gotten, in, we've gotten a lot of traction uh, in our conversation with you. Tell us about your daily prayer life. What, what, how do you uh, maintain your, your depth of relationship with God? Um, you know, I have, like I said, I've got eight kids, and so I'm usually exhausted at night, and uh, I'll grab a rosary and wrap it around my hand, and it's, if I can get three Hail Marys out before I fall asleep, then I, I thank God for that, and uh, I ask my guardian angel to finish it up for me. But just holding the, the rosary at night is like holding our lady's hand, and I, I sleep like a baby. And I get up in the morning, and, and the first thing I do is I, uh, you know, before I even get out of bed, I just run through all my children's names and just beg God to give them the four graces of good health and safety, purity, and most of all, faith. And I think that's my wife. And uh, I get up and go about my business, and uh, I, I come out to my office. I have a really large crucifix right over my office, my desk, and my computer. And I, I kiss that every time I walk in and out of the office uh, just to let the Lord know that I'm, I'm always – I may not be able to sit for an hour uh, undivided attention just because of my state in life right now. But I give you every little sweet second in between and every little moment that I have in my heart is always trying to be, uh, you know, pointed in that direction to receive whatever God's offering, God offering at the time and to give as much praise as I can. And then I go to de- uh, daily mass every day. Um, I've been doing that for 16 years. 
and then three o'clock in the afternoon, I pray the chapel by mercy at least one decade. Uh, and then I try to be faithful to uh, the Magnificat uh, prayers uh, in the Magnificat prayer book. That, you know, Peter, it's so funny because so it's I hear I talk to so many men like this, and they go, well, I don't really, no, I don't pray as much as I, I'd like to, but I go to mass every day. I pray the Magnificat. I have a rosary, you know. And you hear them that they're actually spending. Uh, it's like in the liturgy of the hours, you know. Uh, we pray without ceasing, and it's like that's what right. you're doing. You're praying without ceasing, and really, when you and, and the times that you are dedicating to the Lord at mass and things like that, you're spending well over an hour every day in prayer, and that's got to have its impact. What, what about, we got just one more question. I, well, I, I got, I'm going to ask you one more question. What would you say uh, to the men out there who are kind of, uh, don't seem to have traction in their spiritual life, what would you advise them to do? Uh, stick with it, and it's not about, it's not about the, the ooey-gooey feelings and about the consolation. Um, you, just, you, you do what you have to do. Imagine you're out there chopping wood. You, know, you just if the wood needs to be chopped, it needs to be chopped. If the prayer needs to be said, it needs to be said. But you, you have to at least make the effort. You show up, God will show up. Um, and then it turns from just the vocal prayers and then just you know reading and meditation, and it, then it just becomes a, mil- a moment where you just make your heart available to God 24-7. Whenever he wants to talk to you, whenever he needs something from you, he can call on you the same way that you would call on him any time of day. And just make that connection, and then and you're always there. Just pray to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you every step and cling, cling to St. Joseph and Our Lady. Uh, for men, particularly, it's, it's sometimes it's easier to grasp on to, to St. Joseph than it is to Our Lady. You know, we're men, and we think we can do it all ourselves. Well, grab on to St. Joseph. He'll take you to Our Lady. She'll take you to Jesus. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot find a better friend to walk you through this than St. Joseph. And you get to a place where you're ready to, you're, when you're ready to make the change, find a priest, go to confession. I've talked to so Absolutely. many men that, that that moment of confession is when everything radically changed. We're talking with Peter Bond. Hey, Peter, do, you know, we've got to take it, we got to uh, head out here in a minute, but can you do me a favor and um, talk to the, to tell them about this exciting new line of cigars that we have at Deep Adventure Ministries that you, that you created yeah, for us? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We have uh, uh, various blends, uh, most all from the Dominican Republic. Um, each one's got its own unique uh, flavor profile. Uh, they're all hand-rolled, they're all handmade, 100% tobacco. Uh, they can be easily enjoyed in moderation. Um, I think it would be a, a fantastic gift. Uh, they'll also be a great thing to you know, bring to men's groups uh, or even start a men's group. You know, A lot of times, the, the, the whole thing with the cigars is it opens up the conversation because you can't smoke it fast, so you have to take the time. And also, you have to pause to puff on your cigar, which gives someone else a chance to talk and you a chance to listen. So. <laughs> That's so true. Hey, we're talking with Peter Bond. He helped create our new line of cigars, the Bears Man Cave Cigars, the Seven Virtues. You can go to bearwasnick.com to, to find that. Uh, you can go to reginacigars.com to find more about Peter. Uh, and at our website, bearwasnick.com, we've got uh, my two books, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. And for you Long Ride Home fans, we've got the DVDs up for sale there now, too, all 10 episodes. And uh, we've got uh, uh, pins and patches, T-shirts, everything like that for Long Ride Home. And don't forget also, uh, men, you can go to my website, bearwasnick.com, and uh, join uh, Bear's Man Cave. It's a secret Facebook uh, group. You can only get there by going through our website, 
bearwasnick.com. And once you join up, you're a member of the pack, and uh, you join us every two or three weeks for our Google Hangouts. We have a good time. We'll be right back next week with more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.